Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. My dear friend, uh, I, I, I must tell you, I need to t- have him come on and talk about the uh, uh, pre-Juneteenth virtual national rally in reference to H.R. 40, titled, Why We Can't Wait, H.R. 40 on the Move. And Dr. Ron Daniels is, uh, is with us. And, and, and first of all, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to share with our audience about what this strategy group, this H.R. 40 strategy group, what their goals are, and what's going to happen June 1st. So go right ahead, uh, Dr. Daniels. Well, Black Eagle, it's great to be with you, and this is what we call an exercise in radioactivism, and that's what you have specialized in over the years. And so H.R. 40 is the bill to create a commission to study and develop reparations proposals. You're out of Detroit, so you know the history with John Conyers and all the people who helped worked on this, reparations, Ray Jenkins, Joanne Watson, all of those folks. Well, we have come to the point that we're now on the verge, the historic verge of pushing this over the top if we can enlist your audience, our audience, and pushing it over the top. We have now 196 people who are co-sponsors and 20 who are willing to vote for it if it hits the floor. We know that that doesn't mean very much because we won't pass in the Senate. So we're pushing to get this enacted, if necessary, by executive order. And we want this to be done by Juneteenth, which we're declaring Reparations and Racial Justice Day. So on June 1st, we're holding a virtual rally at the behest and call of Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. She is the incredible, courageous, visionary a congressperson who has taken the torch from John Conyers, who's looking over us and blessing us with this effort. And the goal is to share information about the momentum, the tremendous national momentum behind H.R. 40. We have never, ever had these many co-sponsors and these many people ready to vote. The previous bill never had more than 50 50 co-sponsors. We're standing at 217, which means we just need to push it over the top. Mm. We're also connecting it to the John Lewis Voting Rights Act because there are three critical issues of importance to black America, and you certainly have been pounding the urgent need for action on voting rights. Nothing can pass the Senate. That does not mean that President Biden cannot do something by executive uh, action. He already did something on criminal justice reform on the anniversary of George Floyd uh, with the, well, on criminal justice mm-hmm. in terms of an executive order. The last one remaining is H.R. 40. So we're inviting the listening audience to join us and join the Reverend Al Sharpton, Hillary Shelton, Mark Moriel, Mel- Melanie Campbell, Dr. Julianne Malvo uh, from, from Living Single, Erica Alexander, Robin Rue Simmons, a powerful lineup of people who are going to be gathering virtually, and, of course, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and Congresswoman Barbara Lee, and that's at 12 o'clock noon on June 1st, and it will be on the IBW website, IBW21.org, IBW, the, the numbers 21.org, And we're asking you to pass the word on to your friends, your neighbors, your families. We want thousands upon thousands of people so that Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee can stand tall and go into the White House, talk to Nancy Pelosi, talk to Hoyer, talk to Clyburn, talk to anyone to say, 
We want action on HR 40 by Juneteenth. Now let me uh, now let me ask this. Explain to people how this virtual national rally works. And and the reason I bring this up, uh, will people just be there to listen? Will they have? Will people uh, be able to ask questions? Will they be passing on information about what's in HR 40? Go ahead. You know what? What'll be happening is all the speakers will. Uh, it's like a rally. It's okay. like a virtual rally. Uh, I got like you. If, yeah, you know, I mean, like we had the march on Washington. People don't call and ask questions, and I don't know. I got you. I got you. That's what this I wanted to clear. But, yeah, but that's here's, what here's, I wanted to clarify. So, yeah, in other here, words, but, it would be like if you were at the National Mall. That's and, right. Absolutely. And, okay, got you. Go ahead. Right, right. And these are the speakers who will be there. But here's the point. We'll be able to, and by the way, people can go to the website right now, ibw21.org. They can sign up if they choose to, but they don't have to. They just have to remember, uh, and we're asking you to keep pounding it, and the day before to remind people, at high noon, go to ibw21.org. There are a series of organizations who are going to be sharing it on their platforms. There'll be stuff on social media and whatever. Uh, but the point is, we'll be able to measure, because you can do that with technology now, how many thousands of people watch this and who were engaged in the audience. And Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee will be giving her guidance. She'll be giving the road ahead in terms of what we should do. So this is the moment. This is, and Joe, you know this, because you, a lot of the audience may not remember. You've been on this going all the way back to Detroit, how long we oh, have worked God. on this since 1989 in the most recent period, and we are standing <laughs> on the verge yeah. of getting this done. Yeah, I, hey, doctor, then I remember folks couldn't spell reparations, so, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being somewhat facetious, but, but, but let, and, and we used to have these, and do you remember debates, you may have been with us one time, we'd be on college campuses, and talking about rep and students would be well. What are you talking about? What is reparations, and and how does it apply? And and having said that, and then I'm going to make sure that you know and that this audience knows. We will have this on all our social media platforms on and, and, and every last one of them. It'll be up there now. Let, let you know this is as you know very controversial. What do you want? And please explain to people. What what is the purpose of HR forty? Well, the purpose of HR forty, uh, and let me just say quickly that the earlier bill that we put together was had to deal with the questions you talked about. We had to persuade ourselves. We had to debate it among ourselves, and that is also, by the way, a, a, an indicator of how deeply traumatic and wounded we are as a people to some degree that we weren't even – we didn't even believe we could do this. But we have fought through that with the help of Queen Mother Moore and so many other people that we know to get to this stage. So what, so what, what, what H.R. 40 will do is not study whether we are warranted reparations. It will talk about what forms it will take. Now, we at the National African-American Reparations Commission have developed a 10-point program that talks about, you know, what reparations could look like. It could be like direct benefits. Some people talk about a check. Well, a check is okay, but it ain't just reduced to a check. There's no amount of money that they can pay us for all of the horrific crimes committed against us. So, we, so a check, yes. But it is, it is equally about all of the crimes of enslavement, but also the GI Bill. A lot of our black folks didn't get the GI Bill. Veterans didn't get it, of course. And, of course, the Federal Housing Administration. 
urban renewal that ripped through black communities, gentrification, the war on drugs, all of these things are are warranted in terms of repair, which means there are trillions of dollars in public policy and and, and, and allocations that are due us. We just have to fight for it, and this commission is going to open the door to that happening. It could be about land. It could be talking about community economic development, housing, creating our own independent uh, communications infrastructure. All of these things are possible. And let me just say this. President Biden said the other day, and correctly, he had the guts to say this. White supremacy is the poison infecting the systems of these United States of America. Well, reparations is the, is the prescription. It is the anecdote to cleanse America of one of its original sins, one, the other original sin being the dispossession of the land from Native Americans. We should never forget that and honor them and remember that we're fighting for them too. But it is also the Holocaust of enslavement, all of the wealth that was built and felt, stolen from black people, and that built this nation. And all of, even the, 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 uh, the tragic murders that we're seeing across, all across this country, when you unpack underneath why there's so many guns in America, it is because of the fear of black people, the creation of the, the, the notion of the dangerous black man and the dangerous black woman that's out there, and that will never be cleared up and cleaned up until we have faced clearly the issue of white supremacy in this country and cleansed it from the system, and reparations is the policy prescription that is going to do that, and we're at the point, we got, we got reparations, Robin Ruth Simmons is going to be with us. Robin Roos, they are actually doing reparations in Evanston, Illinois. It is happening. Yes, they this are. Actually, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually That's happening. Right. So the point is, it ain't. A, it, we're not even debating whether it can be done. It can be done, but only the federal government can provide the trillions of dollars that are required over. We don't. We put it on the installment plan. We don't care. It could be over ten years, fifteen years, twenty years. Doesn't really matter. It means that these kinds of things. Uh, can be addressed. And by the way, the whole lot of other things are being addressed as well. Harvard University just talked about $100 million for its crimes. Uh, the Georgetown University, uh, uh, Yale is about to follow suit. Corporations are coming up. We are on the move. Black folk, we are the ones who fought over generations, our forebears, and, and people like you, Joe, on the radio, pounding and pushing. And we are on the verge of a historic victory. Now, by the way, it won't be the end because we still have to struggle to make sure that the government comes through on delivering on its promises of the proposals and all that. But we have never, ever been to this point before, and this is an incredible step. And it really means that, you know, I mean, there's an election coming up. And quite frankly, we are the ones who are going to rescue this nation. But we also need this nation to understand that we are owed, we are due reparations as the as as the staple singers would say for the work we've already done. By the way, we're going to have Gary Hines uh, with uh, with uh, Sounds of Blackness. They're going to be introducing. They've already introduced. We're going to embrace their anthem. It's time for reparations. It's time for reparations. That's the mantra. Mantra. Noontime on this coming uh, uh, Wednesday, June, June 1st. Yeah, June 1st. Time, that's right. Time for reparations. IBW21.org. IBW21.org an exercise in radio activism by right. way of the Black Eagle. Now, let me, let me bring up something else as we close out. H.R. 40 should be, and you've made this clear, enacted by Juneteenth. And I'll tell you why I'm bringing this up. And you made it clear. Juneteenth needs to have something significant. And I bring That's this right. up because of that crap 
that Walmart tried to pull. I don't know. Are you familiar with what they tried to do? No, I'm not. I, I oh, it was. I'm not, I'm not it shocked. was. It, oh, they they it was like what, Juneteenth ice cream. Correct. That's what oh, it was. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Juneteenth. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. I, I mean, they had to pull that crap off the shelf. I mean, they actually had reduced Juneteenth to some ice cream flavor. And um, I, I got to get the full background on it, but they got burned. Now, right. I bring that up because because you, you, you want and you have said and everyone involved in the uh, strategy group, the H.R. 40 strategy group, that H.R. 40 should be enacted by Juneteenth. Is that correct? We want it enacted by Juneteenth because we want to make Juneteenth. We, you just said it. It shouldn't. We don't need enough just another holiday. It's interesting how last year even the Republicans jumped on it real quick because they saw this as an easy thing. Oh yeah, well we'll just give them another holiday, right? Okay, well that's fine. And because and, and we have had the fight to make uh, uh, the Martin Luther King holiday just another holiday. So we're saying Juneteenth should be a day of reparations and racial justice because we're also still going to fight for voting rights. But if we don't get that enacted by Juneteenth, we want the word. We want a definitive answer. Yes, we're moving forward, and give us a date by which it will right. be done. So that's the target date. And the way this happens is, you know how it is, a large virtual rally that will give Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee the opportunity to go and speak to the powers that yeah. be with all of our allies and say, yep. you, you better move on this because – Black yep. America and yep. our allies. Yes. And our allies and are it, in favor it, of Yeah, it gives her ammunition. It gives her the ammunition she needs. That's right, absolutely. Uh, look, let me thank you, uh, 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 Dr. Ron Walters, and it's out there. Daniels, Daniels. Ron Daniels, Daniels. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's my, we, we were brothers. We were like twins. Yeah, we I tell like you, we, man. We were, I, we, were, we, were, we worked together for many, many years, it, so I don't it, ever feel bad about that. I, I, hey, hey, it, it, it's listening to you is like listening to him, so I... Thank you so much, and we'll make sure this is on all our platform and all the way. And so it's a the it look, folks, June first, twelve p.m., and be part of this national virtual rally. Thank you. I appreciate you being with us. You're my privilege. All, all right, man. Black Eagle. Thank you. All right. Let me welcome. Um. The um, the head of this amazing school in New Orleans, St. Augustine uh, High School. And I got to tell you, Dr. Uh, Dr. DeVotes, listen to all black New Orleans graduating class earned $9.2 million in scholarships. And am I right? You got a, all your all your graduates are going to college. Yes, sir. You are correct. All one hundred percent of our graduates are going to college. Con- and have been accepted to college. Con- well, accepted, and, and I congratulations. How? I mean, really, I, I got to end the week on this. How, <laughs> what? 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 What are you doing right? Well, it involves a number of things. I, I think the main thing that we do is, you, you know, we, we preach academic excellence. And 
and we teach our kids that it's not only about a, a mental state of being, but also a spiritual state of being. You know, with our campus ministry, serving the community, making them understand that when they, they are responsible for their actions and that when they graduate, their responsibilities lie not only with themselves, but honoring their family and giving back to the community. And so we stress that as well as a mentality that you can succeed no matter what the obstacles are. So, so are the what's the background of these young men? Well, a number of our men come from economically disadvantaged backgrounds. Uh, we have a, a mixture of, of the economic backgrounds from which they come from. A, a number of them come from families in which there are only one parent. Uh, of course, just like every other school, we have a number of students who are having social issues, whether it be family issues or community issues and so we have a lot of one-on-one relationships to help them overcome those obstacles and the the fact that we have smaller class sizes no more than 25 to 1 allows us to have that build that special relationship not to mention the support that we get nationwide from from our alumnus and 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 once again now this is an all boys uh college preparatory school so then, and, and, and it's, is it 9 through 12? Actually, it's 8 through 12. 8 through 12. Is, is, yes. is, it a comp- is, it a comp- is there competition to get in? What's the application process? Well, the application process is that you must complete a high school placement score, but we, already look at, we also look at the, uh, the overall GPAs, standardized tests, but that's not the only criteria. We have one-on-one interviews with our young men uh, because sometimes it's just more than academics. You know, sometimes some of our individuals who want to participate or attend St. Augustine High School may have a bad year or off year. So we look at the overall academic background of our students, and we try to understand uh, what it is that they need in order to succeed. So it's and, not just about academics. We look at the holistic view of the student. Of the student. And, and I, I, what about your dropout rate? Because I, I, uh, what is there a, a dropout rate uh, or what? No, sir. There's a zero dropout rate. Oh, come on. You <laughs> Wait a minute. It's a zero dropout rate and 100 percent. And how many how many young men graduated this year? A hundred, sir. Exactly 100. Wow. And what are some of the colleges that they'll be going to? Well, we have Notre Dame, Howard, uh, Georgia State, um, Xavier, okay. LSU. We have a number uh, oh, nationwide wow. that these, yeah. these individuals are going to, to college. Okay, so ba- uh, some uh, historically black colleges, uh, Ivy Absolutely. League schools, uh, Catholic schools yes, got sir. you. Wow. We have partnerships with our HBCUs where we try to, uh, well, we have created communication and, and pathways for our students to attend. You know, that's our number one thing. We talk about giving back to our school. Our graduates, they graduate at other universities and give back uh, to St. Augustine High School, and we encourage them to attend HBCUs uh, because that is part of their culture, and they are excellent schools. And they can provide them also the type of quality education that they seek. Where do your teachers come from and what's required of them? Well, our teachers are actually, we, we have teachers from all over the, the uh, nations. You know, those individual uh, teachers who come to New Orleans and apply and if they meet the requirements, 
uh, which is, you know, certification, uh, college degrees. Um, we have a number of uh, people on staff who are both certified and have master degrees um, and have experience teaching in the classroom. But the number one thing uh, here at St. Augustine High School, uh, besides academic excellence, is building uh, that relationship and encouraging our students and making them understand that they can succeed no matter what the challenge. Uh, now, at one thing I read that I, I was somewhat confused about because there wasn't a lot of uh, information about at least the, you know, the articles I was reading. What's with this, what was a highway or something that was built near the St. Augustus High School? What, what was that about? What was that controversy about? Oh, that was about Claiborne Avenue and the fact that uh, they had built the interstate over that neighborhood. And at one time, it was a, a, a black neighborhood that was very successful. But once the federal government built the interstate, which bypassed that neighborhood, that caused the neighborhood to decline. And so there's still um, there's still, still political discussions concerning whether or not that interstate bypass will remain. Uh, but we're located near that bypass. As a matter of fact, St. Augustine High School uh, began in 1951 in the 7th Ward in New Orleans, which is nearby uh, that interstate, but that has not uh, stopped us from recruiting our kids from throughout the city. Yeah, I, I was reading this article. As, uh, I guess this is from the Greater New Orleans Community Data Center, the 7th Ward, where uh, the high school sits, was, uh, was uh, considered the quintessential Creole neighborhood in New Orleans. That, uh, and, and that people of color lived there, uh, quite a, a people of accomplishment. Uh, they said it reads here before the Civil War. And then throughout, uh, uh, Jim, uh, even during the Jim Crow period. Is that accurate? You're right. Uh, you're absolutely correct. It was a, it's a prosperous neighborhood. It was a prosperous neighborhood. Uh, up until the uh, the storm, 2006, which caused a lot of our uh, uh, neighborhood residents to evacuate. And, of course, some came back and some remained where they were. But at the same time, St. Augustine High School still exists to serve uh, the community. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to thank you, congratulate you, uh, congr- and more important of all, congratulate the young men and their families. Um sure. And like I said, I, 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 we needed this information, and it needed to be heard by our millions of listeners. Um, and um, I, I, I wish you success next year. Because <laughs> you now have goal is to surpass the nine point two million that our kids received in scholarships. Nine, they got nine point two million dollars in scholarships. All one hundred were accepted to uh, yes, different sir. colleges. Yes, sir. I, 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 I Doctor, thank you so much for taking the time to be here, and well, thank, thank us you for allowing us, uh, uh, me, and the school to be your guest. Uh, to answer those questions, and and I appreciate your thoughtfulness. And I look forward when, when uh, this old COVID thing helps me uh, travel more than I am. Maybe the date looking forward to coming down and visiting your school. 
I, I, I really, can't wait for that to happen. I, I, I look forward to it. God bless. Have a great summer, by the way. Have a great summer. Thank you, sir. God All right, bless. folks. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.